Hi, I'm Joseph S. Kahn, and this is SEO in 2024. Joseph, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? My number one SEO tip for 2024 is to focus on quality, not quantity, using AI to harmonize on user intent and coming from the perspective of the writer and creator of the web page in which you're creating. Okay, quality, not quantity, but utilizing AI. So many people are using AI to produce an awful lot of quantity, and I'm sure it is tempting to do that. Um, how do you temper that and focus on quality? Well, so kind of what came out with the chat GPT craze is everybody's like, oh, we can replace our writers. And if you remember, people were scared of their jobs being lost and all that kind of stuff. And what they were focused on was just the old world of SEO, which was creating tons and tons of content. Most local SEO agencies that we work with are paid and compensated based on how many posts they make, how many blog posts they make, meaning based on quantity. And so when ChatGPT came out, when other AI tools came out, everybody rushed to, I can get more quantity done for free, quantity, quantity, I can get more I can post more or whatever. And keep in mind, Google Eat was also coming out or changing the algorithm since, you know, well over a year now. Um, Google's been getting off of that spammy quantity, you know, kind of oriented based algorithm and getting more on the user, focus on the user because social media now shows everything from engagement to certain signals where people are happy, reviews show up on Facebook, on Google, on different platforms now. And so so Google's looking for what's going to make the user the happiest. And so that's what chat G, that's what we used it for, meaning we're the harmonizing people. If you learn a little about me and HumJam or whatever, you'll find out that we focus on harmonizing things. And so ChatGPT was, listen, Google don't need more content. And in fact, the other scary thing is that people are scared that Google's going to replace the need for SEO altogether because people will type in, you know, how does how is weather created? And Google will provide the answer with chat. It won't be a web page. It won't be that kind of thing. But see, guess what? Google don't need you to create more information and to just mass create information because they already have it. The chat will take care of it. Eventually, AI will take care of it. But what they need is, is information that's going to engage the user or reader, which means you can take ChatGPT and say, rewrite this from the perspective of Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Meaning if this is a children's storybook, you see Bugs Bunny behind me. If this is a children's storybook, you literally can say, write this from the perspective of Richard Branson. If you're a business, meaning rewrite that content. Nobody wants boring content anymore. Meaning we're in the information space. We're in the social media space. We're in the, we got to be uh, intertrained. Like we've not just trained, we got to be entertained and trained at the same time. You know what I mean? Should it be a concern that Google know it's AI that's produced the content? Because there are websites like originality.ai, you can paste your uh, text into that, and they'll quite often say there's a 100% chance that this content's being produced by AI. Google's surely doing the same thing as well. Does it not want to rank content that's purely written by humans above AI? Uh, I would agree that uh, 100% that what we do, I mean, to get around that, we use another tool and, um, from Neil Patel to Onyx Signal to, we. I, I believe we started with it first. We started sharing with it way before they started sharing it. 
which is Word.ai. Word.ai is a great tool that will take any content that you've written with any other AI tool and it will rewrite and remove AI out of it. It'll kind of then go, all right, this this appears as 98% human once it gets done with it, meaning it kind of spins it because there are watermarks and the watermarks are just the LLM, which stands for language learning model, which is what ChatGPT is. It's choosing kind of next sentence phrasing when it's writing stuff. And that's following a pattern that can be seen in Google and another tool that crawls it or whatever. So if there's this like repeating pattern of the way sentence structure is, that's the way it, we can't tell it, but Google could tell it or another tool could say that's AI because it's the way it wrote the sentence structure. But this word.ai tool will remove that sentence structure so it appears more natural. So we've tested that out and it really does make a difference. Like side-by-side -side testing, AI, human, word AI, word AI and human ranks about the same, but a just chat GPT by itself, it doesn't rank that well at all. So that's what I'm saying. If you're just using chat GPT, even to reword something, try to throw it in another tool. There's many out there. Word.ai, a lot of people are talking about that we use. That's a great tool to kind of pull these watermarks off and rewrite something and then try try that and see if that doesn't help you a little bit better. And I'm looking at this tool, wordai.com, for the first time. Is there any limit in terms of the quantity of content that they will produce on your behalf? Right now, we haven't we haven't ran into one. I mean, we do complete, you know, 4,500 word articles and stuff through it. So, I mean, if you got the appropriate plan, right off the bat, I'm not I'm not sure what those plans are, you know, without looking at the screen. But with the right plan, I mean, you know, that's again, all of our stuff gets thrown. If we do any AI at all, that that's the last filter we put it through um, is word AI, and that usually cleans it up. So, so what's your process then? Do you take articles that are already published on websites um, and then completely rewrite them and publish them as fresh articles, either on that website or somewhere else? Or are you simply refreshing the existing article, or the existing URL? Yeah, exactly. Refreshing our own, not refreshing somebody else's. That's that's what Neil Patel. Yeah, that's what Neil Patel was was uh, recently in the news for and got in trouble for. Not in trouble for like a lot of people complain. He was he was showing that method where you take something that's already ranking, you rewrite it using Word AI and then use that on your own page. That's what he showed. Now, and that's what you kind of said just now. Some people think that's okay. And in my personal opinion, I think as long as you're taking content and making it better, improving it, meaning if you're rewriting it and you're adding more graphs, you're adding a fact, you're adding better stuff, you're saying, I'm taking what you're doing and I'm improving it is no different than Led Zeppelin, is no different than Jay-Z, is no different than any musical artist that I know, right? So so you're just improving it. And if Google rewards you from improving it, then the, then the original person shouldn't be upset because I just did it better. Meaning I rewrote it and I added more flair to it and stuff like that. Is that bad to do like ethically? I'll let the readers decide, <laughs> you know what I mean? But can you do that? You can't. I wouldn't personally do it either. Yeah. I, I yeah. think, I think um, obviously, there, there, there can be a fine line, I guess, between yes. researching and um, um, adding additional value to something. Yeah. But the context that I was attempting to ask uh, the question from was yeah. uh, whether or not you're actually attempting to or intending to create a new article, a new URL on your own website uh, or... 
Refresh. It's an attempt to refresh an existing article uh, on the existing URL. Yeah, it's more the second one, only because our process is we're very keyword-centric and focused, meaning we don't do any SEO that's not driven by keywords, which is driven by user intent, which is driven by a dollar or a goal that we're trying to achieve, meaning we're not just ranking for vanity purposes. So once we have that keyword, my partner calls it the treasure map, um, you know, because you rank for these keywords, you're going to make money or you're going to get leads or whatever it is. So we have our treasure map. That keyword is then going to tell us, are we already ranking for that? Meaning, is our website already got content that's on that? Or if it doesn't have content, if it doesn't have content, we're obviously going to create new content to fill that gap. If there is already content, we're going to check and see where we're already ranking for that keyword. If we're ranking within the top 10, I'm going to do very little editing or updating. Maybe I would take the first paragraph and rewrite it and say, add two more bullets to this. You know what I mean? And then throw it in Word AI and then double check it to make sure it's correct and then put it on the page and just add a little additional content. If I'm in the top 10 or I'll analyze the top 10 and then make sure that I have at least I'm matching what they have in the top 10, which is basically a refresh or revamp of existing content. So if you're ranking at, or you want to rank or you're on page two or page three of the SERPs, then you revamp or refresh. We use Surfer SEO to do that as a tool. I know there's a lot of tools out there to do it, but Surfer SEO is one that we do that'll say, here's all the keywords you're missing. Here's the paragraphs you're missing. It'll tell us what we're missing. Then we'll edit or update it and republish. Or we'll say, and so the slug will stay the same. We may change the title, but it depends like what we find or what we're ranking for or what the competition is doing. But the slug will absolutely stay the same generally because we're not changing the keyword. So if the keyword is still there, we're not on within the top 10, then we'll revamp or refresh and use ChatGPT to add flair, to add that new perspective, to add the user intent. Meaning ChatGPT adds all these creative things to add local information, meaning you literally can say, what are the concerns of homeowners in the Norcross area about their family and service technicians in the air conditioned industry? And literally it'll give you all the concerns of the family for the air conditioned industry, which makes a great content to go on a refresh page in that industry. So literally ChatGPT, you can just ask it all these flare questions and it will help you update and make it more intended to the user. And that's what we use it for is like, from the user's perspective, tell me how to rewrite this content. From the idea of the homeowner or from the art gallery collector or from the cartoon enthusiast or name our client perspective, now rewrite this content that will make them want to engage. You could even say that will make them want to engage. Like you can be very specific and will harmonize it to that user intent, refresh refresher content. When Google recrawls that, they'll go, this doesn't look like information-based content. This looks like experience content, which is eat content. You know, the new Google algorithm has experience, which is user experience, which is the person who wants to buy from you. Are you making them have a good time? You know, that's what you can use uh, AI to do. A plus add video, add an FAQ, add an index where they can click down an index, you know, to get to sections. I'll make sure like, like there's lots of different things, but you're just refreshing and making it better you know, and, and and bumping it up and using a tool to kind of go, what am I missing here? Like the audits, you know, you audit the page and go, how can we make it better? So you're talking about things like 
uh, adding FAQs, adding indexes. Are, are there any particular trends that you're seeing at the moment in terms of what Google are wanting to rank? So the kind of elements that you need to be adding to your article? So how would you summarize that? You've obviously covered a couple there. Yeah, and the, the secret one here, and, and um, this one just recently came out and probably be more prevalent in local SEO for 2024, is near me searches can easily be triggered because we just tested this even with an agency this morning is FAQs. FAQs are great additions to most content, which are frequently asked questions. And, and on a local service, the first question can be, what is the best fill in the blank plumber near me? Meaning it, what is the best plumber near me? Now, the answer to that, and this is the key to this, this is the secret here. And some of the SEOs, you know, on this book will go, oh yeah, I've been doing that for the last three years. But here's the answer to that. I mean, if you want to be in the near me search and really trigger that easily, you put an FAQ at the bottom of your service pages, right? And at the bottom of your service area pages, you ask the question, the number one FAQ question is, what is the best plumber near me? What is the best carpenter near me? What is the best, you know, whatever that main keyword is near me? That's the question in your FAQs. And the answer is my company, meaning you say this company or whatever, but you point to the map pin, okay, my company at this map pin is the best company in this area. So that FAQ is on your service area pages. Like say you have Norcross, Alpharetta or whatever you've seen like the service area pages. You put that FAQ on the service area page and the map pin that says, we're the best company near you, the near you is linked to that service area map pin. And that will get you uh, within the top three near me searches in the map pen, Google search. Like we've tested over and over again. So that's a little secret, but go a little bit step further. Any uh, frequently asked questions of your clients, Google loves your frequently asked questions section. That's a, and, and go to answer the public, go to any of the things that have, you know, what are the frequently asked questions on the keyword you're targeting and, and make sure to include all those frequently asked questions in your content and answer them in your content and that'll go a long way. And even Surfer, if you're using Surfer SEO, in your briefing, it'll show you those uh, questions also to answer when you're updating your content, make sure you answer those questions. And an FAQ is an easy way to do that. Are you also using AI to automate that in some way? I mean, for instance, can you, you use AI to, first of all, I guess, scrape the results from a tool like Answer the Public and then take it and then generate content based upon that? Or is there a lot of human involvement still in that? There isn't a lot of human involvement. The best one I've done, I can't tell you how many saved FAQ items that I have in my chat GPT. You literally can tell there's another tool. It's a, a web portal. If you look in extensions, there's different extensions that will read the website or read the web page. It'll consume the web page into the chat GPT database. You just say, read this URL into chat GPT. Once it reads the URL, then you ask it, create FAQs based on this page. Now, It'll basically give you the FAQs and then you can go now say, write a paragraph answering each one of these questions. Or you can then um, take your keyword and throw it in a tool like Surfer SEO or PostPaste or any of your other tools. It'll tell you the, uh, the frequently asked questions, grab those, copy those, throw that into uh, ChatGPT and say, answer these questions uh, in a way that would appeal to the search engines. Like you literally can say in a way that would appeal to the search engines and it will answer the questions in a unique way that will appeal to the search engines. Or you could say, answer these questions from the perspective of the owner of a plumbing company, 
You know what I mean? Answer these questions from the perspective of Bugs Bunny. And it'll answer, you know, like literally your FAQ can become something that people will be interested in and stay on because again, engagement, that kind of stuff is another ranking factor that's coming into play here. So that's why you want people to, FAQs will keep the person on the page looking through the frequently asked questions. So will an index, so will, you know, intriguing videos and things like that. Anything to get people to stick or stay or share is kind of key. If an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024? They should stop doing quantity. They should stop working for working sake. And they should ask ChatGPT, what should I be doing when it comes to this website or this issue or this challenge or this thing that I'm doing? If you don't have any other mentors or any other people in your life, if you're reading books like that, that could help. But again, Stop just creating content. Stop getting Fiverr gigs because we saw a person doing citations for Fiverr gigs and it messed them up massively because they went and created a ton of junky citations, but they did thousands. So it was hard to get rid of. Stop the quantity game and Google is now going to get rid of the quantity. They've already been deprecating a lot of de-indexing, a lot of stuff that's bad, poor quality. So I would say up your quality game, use the AI to harmonize that quality right from different perspectives, um, right from perspectives of the owner and use EEAT and these algorithms to kind of create a uh, content that Google is looking for right now. They're not looking for knowledge-based information. They're looking for user base that a user wants to read, that a user wants to consume. So that's what we got to start modeling our content towards and AI can help us do that. Joseph Escan is president and co-founder of HumJam, and you can find him over at humjam.com. Joseph, thanks so much for being on SEO in 2024. Thank you. Yeah, see you there. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com.